welcome to the Kids Planet Podcast. An opportunity to explore the highs and lows of raising under fives. Here's your host, Victoria Jones. Hello and welcome to the podcast from leading childcare group Kids Planet. It's nearly the end of the summer holidays and as lots of parents are turning their attention back to school uniforms, new shiny shoes, planning for that first day back in school, we're thinking about all those parents of preschoolers. In this episode, our ninth episode, we're chatting about school readiness with two fantastic guests who both work at Kids Planet. So welcome, Jennifer and Beth. Would you like to introduce yourselves and tell our listeners a little bit about the work and the roles that you have at Kids Planet? Yeah, of course. So I'll go first. So my name is Jennifer. I am a quality manager with Kids Planet. I've worked in childcare since 2004 had a variety of different roles from teacher, lecturer, nursery manager, and I am now one of the quality managers as part of the quality team. Um, and I've been with Kids Planet for a few years now, and I am really lucky in my role because I get to visit lots of our wonderful nurseries and see all the fantastic things that go on in all of our different settings. Fantastic. And Beth, do you want to explain your, yes. your p- part? Hi, so my name's Beth and I'm an early years teacher at one of our Kids Planet settings. Um, I've worked uh, in nurseries for six years um, and then um, two years ago I decided to do my early years initial teacher training. Um, so since I qualified I've been working as an early years teacher in our preschool. Absolutely loving it. Oh, that's always good to hear. Thank you. But thank you both for coming on. Um, I wanted to talk to you today because we talk about school readiness, but also to sort of maybe allay any fears for any new parents about to experience that first day back at school um, with their little ones, but also for parents of children who are about to move into a preschool environment. We talk about this school readiness term, but can you, between you, one of you, tell us what is it that we actually mean when we talk about school readiness? Yeah, so I think school readiness, I think it's had different kind of understandings over the years. And I think a lot of people think school readiness means that a child can write their name and recognise the name and that's it. That means they can start, they're ready to start school. But actually school readiness encompasses so much more than that. And it's more than just being able to recognise your name. It's all those skills in which children need to be able to become independent. So it's things like being able to ask for help when they need it. They know they can go to an adult when they need help. It's being able to do things like toilet independently, eat independently, dress and undress independently, even down to things with dealing with like small conflict that might arise with peers if they want the same toy. You know, have they got those kind of negotiation techniques and tactics to deal with situations that arise like that? And it's those kind of skills and behaviours that all tie into being being school ready and being ready to start school. So how would you know if a child is or isn't school ready? What, What sort of characteristics can you see in that child or do you see in in your everyday work? I think in terms of characteristics that you see, a lot of them develop naturally over time. So with a lot of children, when they join a preschool room, they might have just turned three. So they might still be developing those skills themselves. You know, they might not be toilet trained and and things like that. And that isn't a completely exhaustive list. You know, not every single child will do things like toilet train at the the same age and at the same time and things. But I think it's those skills that they do develop socially through playing with their peers, through interacting with children, through having adults 
adults in the room that can role model and show them those kind of techniques. For example, if two children want the same toy and what do they do about it? They don't know what to do about it. It's the adults can help lead them and kind of role model them. So I don't think that, I don't think there's such a thing as a child that's not school ready that would particularly stand out. It's a case of those skills can just develop over time. And by going to something like a preschool, like we provide at Kids Planet, I think they have the opportunity to develop those skills um, sooner rather than later. And Beth, if I can ask you, because obviously you're in, in that room with yeah. those preschoolers, how, how do you do it? How practically do you help them? So we've got quite a, wi a wide range of activities and, and things that we've got in place um, to support the children. So um, Jennifer mentioned things like personal care and getting dressed and things like that. Um, and we encourage children to bring in a PE kit, a PE kit and, um, and we'll just practice uh, changing, getting into our PE kit, practicing our buttons and our zips and how to get the socks and shoes on, um, which is all really helpful for when it comes to starting reception um, and we also do like a little lunchbox activity where the children will bring in a lunchbox and um, we'll they'll make up their own little sandwiches um, as an activity and then they'll eat them later in the day together mm. in that like little canteen setting you know around the table um, yeah. just to kind of build the familiar familiarness of it really so I know Jennifer mentioned that, that this whole idea of it's not necessarily school ready being reading and writing but where does phonics come into that does it you know what do you do with phonics um at kids planet in a preschool and how important is it yeah phonics definitely comes into it so phonics is it, it is all about learning how to read and how to write but phonics is all about the, the speech sounds and the way that we teach phonics is about representations of those sounds, the written representations and matching those speech sounds. So it's about the phonemes and the graphemes that come into it. And initially to start off with, we really focus on those listening skills because that is the most important part of phonics. Without those, everything else that comes through at a later time in terms of spelling and different ways in which words can can be spelled that will not come unless children have got those initial listening skills at the very very beginning there's lots and lots of ways in which we support phonics beth has got i know she's got some fantastic examples of some of the types of activities that she does in her preschool room yeah definitely so um to focus on things like environmental sounds uh, we like to go on listening walks out around the nursery um, and we'll take like sound recorders with us so we can um record the sounds that we hear and then we'll try and identify oh i think that's a bird and it's it's uh, processing and identifying those sounds which which helps when they, when it comes to learning the phonemes and things like that um uh, we, we do loads of playing with instruments, uh, loads of experimenting with sound and rhythm and clapping and rhyming, um, making beats, making up little raps and poems and things. Um, we do games like I Spy to learn that alliteration of, of words and letters, little object hunts around the room. Can you find something beginning with a duh and then they'll run around and they'll come back with a dinosaur really made up with themselves um oh we've we've got so many activities that we do every single day um to build up those listening skills and speaking skills um and the kids absolutely enjoy them as well they love them and I guess for them it's just a form of play you know they yeah. they don't know I guess that they are learning these particular skills is is that yeah. right that it's all That's sort of masked right. under the whole category of play 
yeah, it's all masked under play and they think they think that it's their idea and then we go <laughs> through, we follow their um, motivations and their interests so that they get the most out of it. Um, and we just make it as fun as possible, really. I've got um, a little box, which I call Mrs. Murray's special box, and it's covered in stickers. Um, and it, I've had it for over a year now, so it's it's slowly got thicker and thicker layers of stickers and sparkles and sequins, and there's pennies stuck on there. <laughs> um, the children love it. And then I hide things inside the box, and they have to listen to the sound it makes and, and identify what it is. And they, they find it so exciting, so exciting. And they always ask for it, or they'll get the box out and do it themselves and pretend to be a teacher. It's lovely, but they absolutely adore it. And, and what happens if you you say you do have a child who perhaps hasn't developed some of those physical and emotional skills perhaps needed to start school? Do you, you know, how do you identify them and, and what support, I guess, can you give them? So we tend to identify them by when we have those really close bonds with the children, like through the key person bonds, we pick up on these things quite easily, really. So we will work with children to support their confidence, to support their transitions. And um, we'll ex talk about feelings and um, try and it becomes a habit. We try and get it to become a habit to talk about our feelings quite often. Um, and we actually had this year with going to school, there was one little girl who was quite worried about going to school and she expressed that to us um, but she was also really interested in teddy bears so one day we made a teddy bear they cut they made their own pattern cut out the fabric and we stuck it together and we called her Betsy Bear and um, <laughs> and she became like a big part of the school transition this year and we all gave her cuddles and we passed around the circles and we talked about um, our feelings and spoke to Betsy Bear and told her all our little worries about going to school um, and wrote her little notes and things like that in jars um, they really loved that and that really helped that child um, with the transition um, and in the end she was telling Betsy Bear I'm so excited to go to school oh, Betsy Bear. That's <laughs> so sweet. Has, has Covid made um, an impact? I feel like I ask every guest that come on my podcast some in, in impact of Covid but I'm just thinking about um, those sort of trips, those perhaps afternoons, lunchtime visits to schools for these preschoolers, has that yeah. been able to go ahead or is that something that you've had to just, you know, they've missed out on this year? It has been different with a lot of schools, um, but some children have missed out on um, stay and play sessions with the schools. Um, it's been, we've had quite a variety of schools taking different approaches really, um, but We've, we've had teachers come in to the garden and have a visit and get to know the children. And I think that's really important when there's some children that are a little bit more apprehensive. Yeah. Um, and we've also been talking so much about the new schools um, about their uniforms. And we've been encouraging friendship groups as well with the children who um, they're going to school with as well, who are going to be in their class. Yeah, because that's the, I mean, you said that at the start, didn't it? It's not just about the the sort of those skills it's it's all the other emotional skills that they need in order yeah. to to make friends to build in that emotional <laughs> resilience isn't it yeah and how, I mean how do you do how can you build or develop or how do you develop sort of self-confidence for perhaps some little ones who are you know it doesn't come very naturally or they are just naturally sort of very um shy or 
I think creating that environment where they feel safe um, and they they know that they're going to come to preschool and they're going to have a really good time and they know that we're always there for a cuddle if they need it um, or just to hold their hand or to build to help them build friendships um, for more peers to support them, things like that. Um, we will always be there for them and we'll always help them along their way and um, find out things that they're really good at, celebrate those, try and build their confidence. And also, I always find that building those independent skills and the personal care comes a lot of confidence as well. Yeah. What um, what involvement do you have with parents? Obviously, you know, you, you work every day with children, but do you find that some of the parents come to you and... I know my own experience when my my eldest started school was was probably more traumatic for me than it than it was for him. But um, yeah. do you you know how how do you manage the parents that sort of are unsure if it's their first child? Yeah, so I I always talk to the parents and they they always I'm very approachable and I'll always talk to them about anything. I'll share my experiences of um of of children going to school and um make them feel like that they're, they're not alone um and that it's all so common. Uh, to feel like that um, we do home learning bags that the children can take home and that the um, the parents can get involved with as well um, and we do do things like parents evenings and things like that um, even though, even though they might be on zoom um, <laughs> we do things like that so that the parents can get involved as well and because it is just as big as transition for the parent too isn't it oh yeah. de- definitely I think transition it's not just a transition for the children it's a transition for the parents because they're going to a different building they'll be dropping off somewhere so all this this doc, this talk that we do around transition I think it is just as important for the parents and we always say transition's not just one day it's not just one day where it happens it's about the build up to it and it's about the preparation to it as well so it's all the little things that I think parents can do to help in terms of like taking the, ch- the child with them and saying look this is what the new school looks like this is how we'll get here this is the door that you'll go in we'll pick you up from this place this is how we'll get home going to get the uniform together creating excitement around the uniform and it's all those kind of things that help build that transition and um, especially for the parents as well because even things like well where are they going to park because they might have been dropping off at the nursery for the past <laughs> five years yes. and, you know they know they know exactly oh this is where we park this is where we go in this is what doorbell we press or whatever yeah. but at the school it's a brand new experience so there is it is going to be a big change for parents as well as the children and I think it's important to acknowledge that to acknowledge that it is okay to feel a little bit apprehensive about it because at the end of the day any kind of transition like this any kind of change does cause a small element of stress for anybody it's just about how you then manage that stress you know and what kind of support you've got in place to help prepare with that um, but I think it is important to kind of acknowledge that it is going to be you know it is a, tr- a transitions that can be difficult and they can be a, a, a tricky time for anyone really and do you ever get I mean in your experience as a nursery manager Jennifer and, and as yours Beth as, as a teacher now do you ever get to see the little ones do they come back to you you know once yeah. they started and you know perhaps have you had an experience of children who yeah they- so Quite often we've had um, parents will send photos in of the first day and the uniforms looking all smart. And we also have some kind of like in previous um, nurseries, we've also had like things like events where um, during the first half time, we invite the the school leavers back and they might have a little bit of a party, like a gathering. Because I think it's really important with nurseries particularly, parents can form really good friendships and they can get a a good social network there. And if their children then go off to really different schools, sometimes that social network can start 
stop and it can be difficult to restart it again. So what we, we've done, um, particularly at some of our Kids Planet nurseries, is we've, we've invited previous children back to say, look, um, we're having a little kind of event, a little gathering, um, something in the garden perhaps, um, where they can come back and see each other and see the friends and the parents can see each other as well. Um, and it's always so lovely to see the children, that even the children that um, were a little bit apprehensive or anything like that, to see them thrive at school and to see how well they're getting on. It's always so, so lovely and so, such a warm feeling to see how well that they're, that they're progressing and that the parents say how well they're getting on at school. It's such a wonderful feeling. Well, I guess it's you get to see it come full circle, don't you? Because you then, you know, see right from the start all the way through yeah. to, to, the, to where they are, to where they are now. So if, if you both had some top tips, two top tips um, to help little ones start school, and I guess in that probably mean little ones and their parents, mm-hmm. what, what would they be? So I think one of mine would definitely be to talk to them about it beforehand. Don't just be a case of like from one day we go at nursery and then the next week we turn up at at the new school. It's about talking to them, even having those honest conversations about, so you might feel a little bit worried about it. You might feel a little bit apprehensive, but it's about to talk honestly and to acknowledge that feeling like that is okay. It's normal and it's okay. Um, But definitely to start to kind of have those conversations and to do the things like going to visit the school so they're aware of where they're going. So it's not all brand brand new on the first day wearing the school shoes at home at the weekend before to bed them in little tips little things like that just make a big difference and when would you when would you sort of suggest to parents that they start talking about it because I know again from my own personal experience I didn't want to I didn't want it to happen it was something that I wasn't looking forward to and I I probably left it to the very last minute is there a good time you know in at Christmas in that first year as soon as they start joining a preschool class when is when do you start talking about it big school I don't think it's ever too early to start talking about it. So even if it is that they're just going into preschool, you can look at it in the future. Time's a really difficult concept for children. Um, yeah. They really they really struggle to understand the concept of time. Um, so it might just be that you, you touch on it like, oh, yeah, but it's not, not for a very, very long time away. And you can say things like that. But it's more those conversations um, building up, particularly in, in the few months before they start school. So probably from the April turn on, term onwards is the ideal um, time to really start kind of having those conversations particularly about feelings and things and um, okay. particularly beforehand like in terms of like visiting schools and looking at them they can definitely have those conversations it's not it definitely won't be too early at all okay fab and beth any t- top tips from you for either parents um, or for little ones i would definitely second talking about it um talking loads 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 of talk about it and on also books as well and um, positive talk Oh yeah, positive talk, explaining the process um, and just to build up the familiarity with it. Um, books are a great tool as well. And I would also say to work with um, the practitioners, your child's key person um, at preschool, like if you have any any concerns at all, voice those. Um, and we're always, we're always happy to work with parents um, to support children. And the more we know how their child is feeling about going to school, because sometimes they put on a brave face at preschool and then they might tell the mum when they get home that they're a bit worried. Um, yeah. The more we know, the more we can support them um, and we can work together as well. Fabulous. Thank you. Um, and I mean, I touched upon reading and writing. If a parent or do parents think that children need to read and write before they start school? And is that something that you would say, absolutely not, don't worry about? 
I think it is still something that parents worry about and feel that it's a necessity. So it's not a case of that you, you dismiss it and say, oh, no, it's not to worry about. It's a case of educating about phonics. I know Beth has done that fantastic workshop with her parents about um, how we do phonics, how we deliver it at nursery, what it looks like, and about how it's all about the sounds and things and the sounds and how words sound and how you can blend different sounds together to pronounce words and to make full words before you actually go into what the written representation of that looks like and it may be that some children are able to recognize the name because they see it a lot um, and that's fantastic you know we wouldn't say that's that's not a good skill to have of course it is but that's not the the most important skill that they need to have to to, to start school basically and I guess it goes everything it goes back to communication doesn't it if you yeah. let people know that you know talk to parents let them make them aware of that then everything always oh, always much much easier as a process definitely yeah. And I also think it's um, putting an emphasis on it's more about a desire to learn really with children that will get them ready for going to school. So a yeah. desire to want to mark make, try a different range of mark making, um, to explore, to have curiosity about things and to ask questions, um, you know, to support their own learner, uh, learning, to be like confident learners. Um, I think there's, there should be a lot of emphasis on, on that sort of the way we learn rather than what specifically they are learning before going to school. Oh, well, I really hope that we've some of our parent listeners and new parents might be listening to this and take that all on board because there's some fabulous tips there. Thank you. Thank you both. That's been excellent. Can I just ask before you go, and it's a question that I always ask all of our guests and it's got nothing to do with phonics and nothing to do with school readiness, but I always like to know if you were stranded on a desert island and as a teacher and a quality manager, which item would you take with you? Only one. And what reason? Would you take that one item? And I'll ask that to Beth first. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's it. So one item. One, only one item. Yeah. Um, oh. If I tell you, in the past, we've had anything from uh, someone would, would take their one child. Uh, someone oh, else took a phone. I think someone else had a pen and paper. Um that my first thought was a pen and paper because that will keep me really busy but I think I should probably take my child <laughs> <laughs> that's all right if you've only got one the difficulty yeah, comes if you don't have to <laughs> so we go for pen and paper we'll add that one to the list yeah but maybe Beth. maybe a pencil and a sketchbook a pencil. yeah okay nice <laughs> like that and Jennifer so I was thinking more of what would be useful to help me get off the island because I wouldn't oh, really I like want to stay on the island so I'm thinking a boat <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant it's funny how different people's minds made up I would never have even considered that I, I was would... just accepting my fate I wouldn't accept it I'd be like no if I can take one thing it's something to get me off the island <laughs> either a boat or a plane or just something to get me off the island amazing brilliant <laughs> thank you very much both um join us next time on our early years podcast all things early years take care for now bye-bye Thanks for joining us and to our guests today. Tune in next month and in the meantime, pop over to our website and follow us on social media. Kids Planet, working together to inspire your world.